such special words to say. God's grace, and God's mercy, and his peace. These are ours through our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Nothing can take them away. We're going to look at the gospel lesson today. I'd like to just read to you again verse 11. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything, and followed him. Talk about a text made for Minnesota people. Huh? <laughs> Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, so here's where we've been the last few weeks. We've been asking some questions. We've been asking the question of who are we? And we've asked the question of and, and how are we healed? And we've heard God's word give us answers as to who we are. We are his family of faith in this place, his redeemed and forgiven children and people. And we've heard that healing will come through his forgiveness as we seek it from him for our offenses against him and one another. And as we extend that forgiveness from him to those who have offended us. Which brings us to the last question in this series that was initiated from scripture and also from the poem of a 10-year-old girl about family. Where do we go from here? Going forward, going, how do we go forward from this place as, as his people? And how do we take that forgiveness and apply it, not only to our lives, but to the lives of others? How do we go forward? Well, before we answer that question, I think it's good for us to again just highlight and emphasize what it is is that our purpose is that we want to go forward and accomplish and as often happens it is from the mouths of children that it comes to us so good this week as I was visiting with Julie she shared with me something that her daughter Cece said to her when she came home from school and with Cece's permission Julie's going to share it. what did your daughter say about what we need to be doing. So Cecilia came home from school and said, Mom, we have to go and tell everybody about God and that Jesus died for us. And I'm not talking our friends and family. I'm talking strangers too because we want everybody in heaven. Huh. Amen to that? That's our purpose, isn't it? Yeah, give Cece a... Way to go, Cece. That's our purpose. That's what we want to go forward in faith to do. And it can't be any, said any better than what Cece has said. So as I thought about these words, oops, wow, how did I get all the way to the end of the sermon? <laughs> you liked that, didn't you? <laughs> okay, amen, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you off that easy. Okay. You know, as I thought about that, that those words, forward in faith, and, 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 and you know, I've been playing off of the, the letter F, okay? We're family, 
forgiven and forgiving, right? Forward in faith. You hear all the F words in there. And it, it struck me that we could make this a whole lot simpler. That from today's gospel lesson, there's one word that begins with the letter F that is all about going forward in faith. So they pulled up their boats on shore, left everything, and here's the word. Followed. They followed him. What those men did that day was pretty amazing. Don't you agree? All right, all you fishermen out there, you people who have boats, you willing to give it up? They not only gave up their boat, they were giving up their livelihood. They left everything and followed him. Could you do that? Let's not answer that question yet, okay? Let's, let's hold on that. Let's, let's first talk a little bit more about what it is to follow Jesus. And here I, I'd like to engage you in, in a little bit of conversation. What do you think? For you, what does it mean for you when you say, I follow Jesus? What does that look like? Any, anyone want to share a, a response to that? When I'm following Jesus, it means this or it looks like this. I can wait for a second. Please. please. Uh, we live a life that exemplifies his way he lived. Okay. Live in a life that exemplifies the way Jesus lived. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's following him, isn't it? Okay? Anyone else? To be humble and to share grace. Okay. To be humble and to share grace is to follow Jesus. Okay. Please. Reaching out to the homeless and the poor, and the poor which certainly you're doing with all those quilts. You and all the folks who are doing all the, all the quilts. Uh, yeah, I, I marvel at that uh, when I tell folks, yeah, this congregation, they're doing 1,800 to 2,000 quilts a year. Wow. Yeah, that's following, isn't it? Okay. Please. Trust? Okay, yeah. It is. We're going to go back to that one some more. Yeah, trust. Yes, Peggy. Yeah, yeah, Jesus with skin on. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the fancy word, the incarnation. We're, we're, Jesus in the flesh. Please. Saying something that Jesus would have said instead of what I really want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that one? Saying something that Jesus would have said instead of what I really would like to say. <laughs> yeah, oh, these are all just great, great comments and insights into to what it is to, to, follow, to follow Jesus. Okay, Any, anybody else? Well, thank you. Yes, please. To praise him for everything. Be thankful and praise him. 
Oh, praising him, being thankful for everything is part of following Jesus. Okay, yeah, the, the recognition of all he's doing. Okay. Yeah. Please, Jeff. Surrender. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good word. Surrender. That's hard to do, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think of a soldier, which you have been. Hard to lay down your arms, isn't it? But this is a little different kind of a surrender. We're not surrendering to the enemy. We're surrendering to our best friend and savior, aren't we? Yeah, thank you for that. Pardon me? It's the best thing you can do. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Okay. Good thoughts. I I appreciate what, uh, what you've shared. I have to be honest and say, as a preacher, you always kind of worry about when you open it up. First of all, is anybody going to say anything? And so thank you. Thank you very, very much for that. Here's what, here's what it means for me. It means that I'm not the leader. I'm the follower. Got to keep those straight. I thought about for the children's message of playing follow the leader with them and asking who of them wanted to be the leader. And I envisioned they would all say, well, they wanted to be the leader. And that's the problem, isn't it? We all want to be the leader, not, not the follower. So it first means I am not the leader. I am the follower. It's not on me to lead here. It's on me to follow isn't it? And there's a lot of good news in that. I like having a leader. Someone to follow. Someone who lifts up that burden from me and takes that responsibility. Someone that I can trust. Someone who's been there before and already knows everything that they're leading me into. I, I like that having Jesus as, as the leader and, and that I can follow him. And it's, it's also good news for me in that I know he's going to give me everything that I need to follow him. I know he knows the frailty of my nature and, and that I am totally dependent on him for everything. And, and, and he makes the promise that he will provide that, what I need to follow him. Uh, again, this, this imagery of, of Jesus and a shepherd. First, that we can trust him. Listen to this. I am the good shepherd, also known as the leader. I am the good shepherd, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I can follow that guy, can't you? And trust him. And then carrying on that imagery of sheep and shepherd. My sheep listen to my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Here's another way to frame what it is to, to follow Jesus with, with three words. I will follow Jesus means there will be no reserves, there will be no retreat, and there will be no regrets. No reserves. That means 
that following Jesus means I live going forward with nothing else to fall back on, no one else to fall back on than Jesus. There's no plan B, okay? Just Jesus. Just trusting in him to lead for me, trusting in him to provide for me, trusting in him to, to, to guide me, looking to him for strength when the following gets difficult. As, as Jesus said about this, citing his own lack of permanent housing and his relying on his heavenly father to provide for him day by day, carrying no reserves. Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Jesus carried no reserves, did he? But always fully relied on his father. And there's not going to be any retreat. That means there's no, there's no turning back. That means no matter how difficult this following Jesus becomes, we keep following. No matter how discouraging it might be, no matter how uncertain it might be, no matter how imposing it might be, there's no falling back, no retreat. Nor is there just kind of a part-time, I will follow you as long as everything is going well, kind of a following Jesus. It's, it's not that at all. As long as there's smooth sailing. No, it is to be committed to him all the way. Jesus put it this way. Let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. So let's just stop there for a few moments. There's no reserves. There's no retreat. It's being a frog. Following Jesus is fully relying on God. Following him no matter what. In other words, it's living life, as, as so many of you said, as a, a disciple of Jesus. And, and I can hear all of that, even as you hear all of that, and it makes me stop short and say, can I? Can you? And the honest answer is, I can't. Not on my own. And I don't think you can either. Well, there's more good news. Everything that Jesus is calling us to do, no reserves, no retreat, that's how he lived. And, and he lived that perfectly. Case in point in terms of Jesus living with no reserves. When he went into the wilderness for 40 days and was tempted by the devil. He carried nothing with him into that wilderness, and he relied totally on God, even though the devil was tempting him to rely on other things, wasn't he? He relied only on God. And in terms of no retreat, all I have to tell you is how Jesus steadfastly, it says in Scripture, he steadfastly set his face toward Jerusalem, knowing that 
what awaited for him in Jerusalem was a place called Golgotha. And what awaited him on Golgotha was the cross and a horrific death for our sins. He did not retreat from that. He set his face steadfastly toward Jerusalem. And because Jesus did that, not only are you and I forgiven of all of our sins, and we are, we're also enabled by the power of his Holy Spirit to live this kind of life for him that we've been talking about, of following him with no reserves, uh, uh, no retreats. As the Bible says, he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. And be assured of this, should you and I choose to follow Jesus, to live as his disciple, there will be no regrets when life is over. How can there be any regrets? We'll be in heaven. And people who have eternal life in heaven, they have no regrets over how they lived here following Jesus. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's living what we believe to be the truth about Jesus and what we have in him. That's, that's being a disciple. It means no reserves. Just living with a simple childlike trust in him. It will mean no retreat, not, not part-time, but full-time, day-in, day-out walk with the Lord, trusting in his promises that he's going to be there for us no matter what. And it will end with no regrets, because this walk of following Jesus ends in heaven. And I can't think of a better way to describe our lives going forward in faith. I'm a disciple of Jesus. Following him. No better way to describe our lives, is there, than that? But there's one more way. One more way I'm going to put out that certainly has been coming alive within this congregation. And you heard some about it today. And it was practiced some today as well about going forward in faith. This one, this one word speaks to us individually in terms of following Jesus as well as collectively as his family in this place for following Jesus. It's a key component. It is a component from Jesus' life that he always utilized whenever he was going forward. And especially when he reached critical juncture in his life, when he was going forward, he always did this one thing. He prayed. That's what the early church did. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. That's the key for us, going forward in faith. Following Jesus is to be a people devoted in prayer. Because think about it, what's prayer? 
Prayer is a tangible way of you and I expressing our trust in the Lord, isn't it? And it's a way for us of yielding. Jeff said surrendering. Prayer is our moment of surrender, isn't it? To go forward in faith as a people of prayer. So they pulled up their boats on shore, left everything, and followed him. So now it's time to back up to the question, if it had been you, would you have left your Crestliner, your Lund, 18-footer with a live well, trolling motor, sonar, would you have left that all to follow him? Well, I ask you this. If Jesus could take three ordinary, run-of-the-mill type people, like Peter, James, and John, if he could take those three guys who were just as prone to sinfulness as you and I are prone to sinfulness, if he could take those three guys and turn them into followers and fishers of people, can't he still do that today with us? Remember, he's not asking us to be the leaders. He's asking us to be the followers. And he's placed us where we need to be here together in this place as his family, as his redeemed and forgiven children, as a place of, of grace. And it leaves us totally relying on him, doesn't it? For our forgiveness, for our power to follow, for our finding strength when it becomes difficult to follow. As Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, such confidence is ours through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competency, our sufficiency to follow comes from God. And because that's true, because that again from this house of God today, we can leave each one of us and, and say yes to God's gracious invitation to follow him, to go forward in faith. Just say it quietly in your own heart. Yes, Lord. I will follow you. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.